Welcome to Unqualified Sports, where the unqualified athlete has the most qualified opinions. We got my dog Shy in the building. What's going on with you, big dog? Man, I'm glad you remember that intro, boy. I'm glad you remember that intro. <laughs> man, I'm trying to... <laughs> Look, we can put it, hey, we can put it on wax, bro. I really, really just now, before we start recording, I really just forgot the intro. Like, I pressed the record button and just stopped in my tracks. Like, what am I supposed to say? My bad. Like, I made a mistake. <laughs> yeah, dog. But, hey, bro, we hey, we got a eventful show, bro. I mean, we got some stuff that didn't happen over this last little week, a little bit over a week that we got to discuss, man. So, we might as well get right to it. So, we recording this on a new day. We recording this on a Sunday. And, actually, the Saints and Rams games just went off maybe, maybe an hour ago, if that, a little bit over an hour ago. It... It was the show that we expected it to be, over a thousand yards of offense, um, some key defensive plays, some crazy calls, some crazy situations. Man, let's get right to it. First of all, let me before, before we get into it, I I didn't pick the Saints, but remember I was like, I I was you know I was trying to say that I would think that the Saints gonna win, but I'm not picking them. And I, my thought was right. That's all I'm going to say. Now, what you got, man? What, what you thought about that game? Uh, great game. Great game. Both um, uh, Classic case of getting, getting yourself down too far in the hole and then trying to climb your way out. By the time you do get to the top, you know, you don't, you don't have anything left. You put yourself over the, over the edge. So, you know, it was a great game, though. Great game. Yeah. I totally agree, man. Um, they did have, like, they had a play to me that was kind of controversial. I don't think they're going to talk about it too much because who was involved in the play. Um, but with the punter on that, I mean, not the punter, the holder. I, I want to say he is a punter. Uh, the holder. Yeah, he is the punter. Yeah. He the, the, yeah. He, um, he, he kinda, I thought he had the first down. And they, they, they yeah, ruled it against it. And that could have changed the game. You know what I'm saying? So it could have went either way. Um, but it has real big playoff implications because if the Saints do have a better record than the Rams by the time the playoffs start, um, they're gonna have the home field advantage. Well, they probably got the home field advantage anyway, as long if, as long as they win a division, right? Or does it go by record? Um, it goes by record. Uh, I mean, both teams will probably win a division. Although Carolina is only a game behind the Saints, you know, if their record. Right, right. Okay, okay. So it's a tiebreaker type situation. Okay, so it could yeah. play out where the Saints end up having the home field advantage. Clearly, the Saints have an advantage at home. Uh, I personally mm-hmm. think it's because it was the the Superdome is built on top of a uh, uh, some type of cemetery uh, and it's voodoo and stuff yeah. like that. But uh, I mean, hey, they win, and I mean, they really got a great quarterback. Um, they got a great offense, Michael Michael Thomas. You got to get credit where it's due. Michael Thomas is one of the best receivers in the league at this moment. Um, yeah. I mean, Alvin Kamara, three touchdowns, first half. You get one dude in the first half, give you three touchdowns, and by the end of the game, the other dude give you a hundred plus receiving yards and a touchdown in the second half. Your oh, offense is ridiculous. Yeah, that's insane. That is insane that one one team was able to put that up. 
Right. And the glue that holds it together is the quarterback who is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. So it's like they have a great offense, and uh, it's going to be tough. And their defense actually played, made plays at, at key moments um, to to stop it, you know, to, to basically stop this game from going the other way. Uh, I mean, they, they had they had a couple. They didn't have a punt. Uh, the Rams didn't punt into the fourth quarter. So they they finally made a stop on defense, got them a three and out, and I think that's what changed the game because uh, I think the not the not that series, but the series after that, I think that's when Michael Thomas went seventy two yards uh, for the touchdown. Yeah, it was. Yeah, very next series. Yeah, so it, it kind of switched the momentum, and it was because what uh, the Rams had scored what twenty one unanswered. So it was like they was coming back, and hey, it changed. But it it definitely was a great game. But another interesting game that's actually taking place as we're recording um, is the Pats and the Packers. The interesting thing about it is they only played twice. I know you know a little bit more about the record and all that stuff. What what what's the information you got about that? Um, yeah, this is the second time they're playing. Watching the game right now, who did he throw the touchdown uh-huh. to? He just completed a touchdown to Devontae Adams. Yes, he on my he on my fantasy team. That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> that's what I wanted to hear. Uh, I think that I think this is a real interesting dynamic. One, they only played twice, and that's weird to say. They that's such a marquee thing. You know, that's a money maker. Like more people gonna be watching this game probably than the Saints game. Just because of the two names that's attached to it, you know what I'm saying. So um, yeah. that's interesting that they haven't played more, and it's even more interesting that Rogers has the edge. So if Rogers wins tonight, you know what? What? How? What, you think that would change his like some of his legacy? Like maybe some Rogers stands will hold that over Brady's head type thing. Oh, um, not really, because I mean, Brady season as much as we love it. Can anybody quote like a? a regular season record between Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not something that we actually, now, what people can say is Eli Manning beat Tom Brady two times a two. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. That's when it comes to Right, exactly. So, it's just a regular season game. I mean, it's good for the height because they're both, you know, like, greatest of all time type of players at the position. And I think it is good, you know, to add to the intrigue and the speak of the whole thing. But, you know, this will probably be the last time they play though. So that does make it historic. Right. Right. And that that's, that is crazy as well. I mean, even though, you know, Brady's saying he's going to play for another four or five years. In the next four years, say if this happened in another four years or uh, Brady's last year playing, you know, it's not going to be worth it like it was before. Because who knows what's Brady's what Brady's last year going to look like. Because, I mean, just think Peyton Manning's last year was not a good thing. So, not saying that Brady is Peyton Manning, but I don't want to see that again in four years. Maybe they need to schedule this again next year because I think it'll be worth to watch. As long as Brady's playing, they need to play each other. That's just I think they just need to have that game. But, yeah, we'll we'll see how that happens. 
Um, I know the game you just said it was tied, so I think it's fair to uh, pick a winner in this game at the moment because it's basically 0-0. And then it's two quarterbacks where it's anybody's game anyway. So who you got in this game? That's interesting. Um, I I want to go Brady because he's like competitor. Even in the interview with Rodney Harrison before the thing, before this, before the game, uh, asked, you know, uh, they aired it before the game. I'm trying to get my words together. I'm sorry, but they aired it before the game. His interview with Rodney Harrison, and he's, you know, he even said in there like, "Rogers makes me want to play better." You know, normally he cookie cutter. We're doing this for the team. It's not about the quarterback play. It's about how the team executes. Nah, he like, I need to play better because I'm playing him. Not I need to play better for the team. He like, I need to play better because of who I'm going against. And that, to me, really says a lot. But I also know that Rodgers heard that. And Rodgers is another type of killer. (laughs) <laughs> than Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, it's it's like it's 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 you you putting two assassins against each other. You got to see who gonna outwit the other. And I think just by natural by play, Rogers got the advantage. Just natural skill, and I think that's gonna show tonight. I want I, and I, I'm gonna say Rogers gonna go up. 2-0 on Brady, regular season. I think this going to be a, a thing that everybody is going to remember because it only happened so few times. Um, but, you know, like you spoke up about something, and we'll see how that we'll see how this game plays out. Um, and we'll make sure to, you know, update y'all on the next episode about who won. You know, like I had to update y'all about the Saints. Uh, but these NFL midseason MVP, you just spoke about the Kansas City Chiefs. So, is it safe to assume that you think Patrick Mahomes is the midseason MVP? Uh, if, okay. The answer to that question is, if I had to pick who I think was going to win the MVP at this point, I would go with Patrick Mahomes. But my pick for MVP is not Patrick hmm. Mahomes. Huh. My, my pick, and I like to show some love to different positions, I'm going to go with Todd Gailey. Who was on pace? Well, he was on pace to break the touchdown record, which I think will be a historic feat. That's currently owned by the Dane Thomas on that 32. Todd Gurley at this point has 16, and he's, what, eight games in now? I think he has 17. He right. scored one a day, right? Oh, yeah, he did. He scored a touchdown a day, correct. Mm-hmm. So he, he, he has a legit shot at breaking. If he continues the pace that he's been playing at, he has a legit shot to break the record. So I'm uh I'm gonna go with Ty Gurley, man. I'm gonna go with Ty Gurley. Nah, totally respect that. And I and this this make me and this this is such a weird. This is just how much I think I get obsessed with fantasy football. But before I start playing in different type of leagues, like I'm playing in, your quarterback touchdown worth four points compared to your running back touchdown worth six points in a just a standard league. And so that's kind of how I try to look at it when I look at the. The NFL and like how you saying like Ty Gurley touchdowns probably um, 
are equivalent to some of the quarterbacks that are in the top of the, you know, of the league as far as uh, touchdowns, excluding Patrick Mahomes. Because if you do four times 29 and six times 17, I'm pretty sure it's closer than six times 17 and four times 14 or whatever. So it's 29 touchdowns in the midway point of the season. I can't I can't pick nobody else because I feel like I'll be foolish. Like, not saying you foolish. I'm, and I'm not trying to say that. I don't mean no disrespect. I'm talking about myself. It's like, knowing that, how do I think that anybody else is going to win this state? Like, I don't know what else to say about it. 29 touchdowns. This man might have between 45 and 55 touchdowns by the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, and they offense. I mean, hey, but I'm I'm gonna say something because a lot of people been giving them love, and I know, I know, you know, I know it's real personal for you. You're an insider, but let's not mm-hmm. let's 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 give some love to Philip Rivers. He actually playing very well this season, and the Chargers mm-hmm. just on some outside the MVP stuff. The Chargers are solid. They coming like some games you gotta win. Because it's just your destiny to win it, not because you was better necessarily that day. And they are playing, and they are winning these some of these games. And I'm not saying they lucky, but they just supposed to win. You know. Find a way to win. Yeah, they are. Absolutely, find a way. Whether it's a blowout game here or a grind it out four quarters, they're running the football well, they're passing well, they're defending well enough. So. Bruh, and nobody saying nobody saying this person we talking Philip Rivers and you talking Ty Gurley, Melvin Gordon having a hell of a season too. I agree. He's having a hell of a season. Oh, clearly. And I, I honestly think he slept on because of the team he play on. Like they they are in a big market, but they're a small team. You know, in a sense of the people that follow him. So, I mean, I personally think they need to go back to San Diego. What'd you say? We need you in a division with Kansas City who's getting all the I mean, it's crazy, bro, because the NFL, like, and you know, like she say, man, boy, he just don't like black quarterbacks. Cam Newton, he balling. Yeah, I gotta give him. Re- I, I'm gonna give respect where it's due. He balling. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of good teams around the league right now. Everybody kind of starting to fall in the form, and you can really see the good from the bad or the good from the middle of the pack. And like you saying. Some of these teams, because the Chargers only got two losses, if I'm not mistaken, too. Like, and so it's right. They right there, and they barely lost to the Chiefs. They barely lost to the Chiefs. Exactly. You know, so it's like, 
Exactly, exactly. So it's going to be interesting how this season going to play out. Something we actually said in our pre-pre-meeting, but we didn't say in our final pre-meeting, Alabama LSU. It was. We forgot to say it. So we're going to touch on it. it. It really wasn't too much to say about the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, yeah. Yeah. But, but it was hyped up. And honestly, and I get, you know what? This is a testament to how good Alabama is. LSU actually played them very well on defense. The dude looked like he was scared to throw a pass over 10 yards. He had no time to even think that far. Really good. Really good. I told you, though, what I told you last show, I told you I got to see him in this big moment to see how he responds to the light. Yep. The light hits you in the Alabama light is different, bro. That's basically like playing a pro football. Yeah. Really? In In a sense, if you LSU... And on the stint that Alabama going on, that's your Super Bowl. That's your national championship. Because that's what's going to determine if you're going to get to that to that point where you worked all offseason to get to anyway. You have to beat the monster. You got to slay the dragon. And yep. it's just way harder than what you think it's going to be. Like, <laughs> just it's way harder. Like, like what you think is going to be never as easy as we know. Bruh, I'm going to tell you something, bruh. Well, first, just like you, you know, like like I say, uh, Max Kellerman say, sometimes you got to toot your own horn just to make sure that it still works. Said the man was going to throw his first pick. He threw his first pick. Unfortunately, he came right back and threw a touchdown. <laughs> I thought about that. When it happened, I think I would never go shut up about predicting oh, But wow. I'm going to tell you why I really felt I really start to really second this game after I heard the Nick Saban interview that he do on his radio show in Alabama every week. And he said, they said, well, what, um, well, I don't know if they said, what's your expectations or what's your expectation, what you expecting the outcome or something like that. And he was like, well, I, well basically we expect to kick their ass. And when he said that, that's comfortable, Nick Saban. That's very comfortable. That's like, I got this. I ain't tripping. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I knew they was going to win. That's the media train answer. That's the media train answer. Like, that is, what he really thinks about him is what he's telling his team is it's way worse than that. Right. It's way worse than what, what he said, and that was bad. So that lets you know what Nick Taylor's mind frame is and how you approach these type of games. Right, right. Duh. Do you hear this? Yeah. <laughs> I gotta keep. I gotta keep it in the show. All right. So, just so the audience will know, I came up with this bright idea to uh, to, to record in my son's room, right? And it's really a good idea. But just so happened, my foot just pushed his bicycle into his toy box, and this Mickey Roaster Racer just went on a spill for a few seconds. So, don't mind that. Just know 
we're gonna get this together as we go. We grow. This is this is a learning experience right here. Um, I actually thought that was your son outside the door, <laughs> and his voice was really that high. And, you know, little shit, little shit. I met, I met you. He's a great kid. Yeah, it's and, no no sense taking, like bro. No sense really taking. I really thought. Him outside the door. I was about to sound like they fall the show and let him in. You gotta let if this place is that high, you have to let him in. Like there's nothing else to do. Watch and let him in as well, man. <laughs> Bruh, I keep all this in the show too. I definitely keep it all this in the show, bro. This is great for the show right now. But I guess that's a good way to move forward. Okay. So moving from <laughs> football, because I had something else to say, but it ain't even worth it now. Uh, the best thing we have <laughs> to move from football. To basketball, we got some stuff going on in the NBA, but you know we got to start with me and Shy team, the Lakers. Man, bro. So, Lakers. I'm kind of telling you this bro. You need to appreciate, bro. This man going off again, bro. I ain't even do that this time. So. <laughs> Come on, man. You gotta. Okay. Who is it? That's it's a, roaster. it's a Mickey Roaster car. Let's a little car that when you press. When you push down on his head, he's he his car pull off and start rolling and stuff. Anyway, it's in a toy box. In some kind of way, oh, it's God. something making it do that. But anyway, son. Uh, free Mickey. Free Mickey, Mickey We will for the next show. Um, he actually might be a part of the intro. Uh, the Lakers. I need to go get this out the box, bro. Because he can't. <laughs> Enough from Mickey tonight. Uh, he made his cameo, and you know what's ironic about this shot? Oh my god, he didn't kill Mickey. No, no, no. Let me tell. You, let me tell you what's ironic about this. It's the oh 90th god. anniversary of Mickey Mouse. Oh, all right. Well, he was programmed to do that. He right? was all the all the Mickey toys, Mickey Rose. There's no program to go off on the 90th. That's so weird, dog. That is weird. That's Halloween weird. just passed, though. That, that was our Halloween segment. Uh, <laughs> That's true. That is very true. That's very true. So, back to our team, the Lakers, you know. We don't need to get into it. That's what he's doing, too. He's cutting you off and letting you know that we we brothers in the Lakers Nation. I feel like they were. I'm going to let you rock this week. I'll be back next week to betray That's perfect. Lakers, Magic Johnson. Went supposedly put pressure on Luke Walton about coaching and the start that they have. Funny thing, early in the season, before the season started, he said there's not no pressure on Luke Walton. You know, he know it's a, it's gonna take time for them to win games, blah blah blah. But now, a month into the season, pressure is on. What do you think? Um, all parties, I think, expected this. Luke Walton, no matter what you're saying to the media, Luke Walton, you know, anytime you get in the prime game, it's immediate pressure to win. We're in a win now situation. There's no developing. 
There's no time to jail because LeBron brings that type of, t- of attention, which a city like Los Angeles already going to that type of spotlight and attention. So that, coupled with LeBron, is going to bring immediate pressure. I didn't think that Magic would be having a meeting with him so soon because I didn't think it was going to take time to jail. I thought they all understood that. But I, from what I heard, from what the sources say, the meeting was more about Luke not having an offensive system in place more than it is about the wins and losses that the Lakers have carried this season. Mm, okay. Okay. I can understand. I actually, actually, that's something that I didn't know, and that's something that I can actually appreciate. Um, it this could be a one of those the media is making things seem worse than what it is. Mm-hmm. So it could be that. Um, I know you know everybody makes sure it's known that Jeannie Bus picked Luke Walton and not Magic uh, Johnson and and uh, and not Palinka. So maybe you know. So you don't we don't know if they you know if the media just playing this this game like this and or uh, if the Lakers are really you know on what they saying it's hard to really judge I if but if it's what you said and that is a true uh that's that's a true statement um then I'm I'm actually okay with that. Uh I think maybe Magic seeing it as he don't look like they're together as far as cons- being consistent on what they are doing. So but at the same time, Magic, that's a part of chemistry. That's a part of gelling. All that, he have to test out so many things to see what works best. So Exactly. And and I'm going to tell you what, what makes Luke's job difficult. Everywhere LeBron has went, they're pretty much ran the same type of alternative system. Surrounding LeBron with shooters, a lot of pick and roll, and letting LeBron create for the guy that was his teammate. This right. team is built entirely different. So Luke Walton can't refer to what Ty Lue ran for LeBron, what Eric Spolster ran for LeBron, what Mike Brown ran for Like, you can't go back and refer to that because they built the team in an entirely different way, playing a style that LeBron has never even played, for, played before. Yep. He's playing at the fastest pace he's ever played in his life. And Luke's system was really more like the old Golden State system. You know, he said, uh, a couple of years on Golden State staff as, mm. as a speaker's assistant during those championship years. And so that's not the type of team they have. They don't have a team that can run that Golden State system effectively. And most general managers slash presidents normally find a player to fit the coach's system. Magic is going to get stars and you're going to have to adapt to what we give you. Extremely difficult. Extremely difficult. And I think people are not taking that into consideration before evaluating Luke Walton. Right. I agree, man. Like, I, I understand what you're saying with the they don't have the same players to run the system that Golden State runs, which to me, Golden State system is similar to a system of a, maybe a Spurs where it's a free-flowing type mm-hmm. offense, a lot of passing to get to the plate. And Golden State does the same thing. The only thing is they have way better shooters than everybody. So it, it sometimes sometimes they just come down and just shoot. And it's like nothing you can do about it anyway. Um, but 
they system when they do good get into a half court set they moving the ball unless they call in a play strictly for one of their key players they moving that ball mm-hmm. um yeah. and they setting up plays so i think if i think the lakers i think luke wants to run a system similar to that just minus the three-point shooting but like we discussed before and like i'm pretty sure a lot of people are thinking some players should start over others i personally think josh hart needs to start I think I think Kuzma need to start. I mean, these dudes really good and they they not they play good defense. They they can score the ball. Like I I would start them, me personally, but you know, some people probably feel differently. And I mean some things gonna work and that's the point. Okay, so Kuzma okay. Okay, so cool, finally. That's good. Is Brandon Ingram still in the starting lineup? Yeah, they went to an extremely big lineup with like uh with Michael at the one, Brandon Ingram at the two, Kuzma well LeBron at the three, Kuzma at the four, and Jeremy McGee at the Dang, I ain't gonna lie, that actually don't sound like a bad lineup. But it I don't. it don't sound like a bad I don't know if I won't I I I'm still kinda questionable about the Rondo ball, Rondo ball, but but ball been playing, bruh. I seen Ball hit a step back uh, last week. I was like, oh. <laughs> Ball yeah, hit that Nuggets game. I know exactly what you're talking about. In that Nuggets game. It was nasty, too. I said, look at Ball. And then you can see his shot change a little bit and stuff. You're like, okay. Yeah, he did change it. He tweaked it. He definitely tweaked his shot. Bruh, I was hey, like. He's shooting, he shooting 40% from three right now. Hey. Hey, I don't lie. Hey, he eats, but. You know what? I, I I just so happened just caught some videos of him in high school and stuff like that, and just hit interview like I caught some video clips of interviews that he did, and he really just like he loved playing basketball. He loved working out. He loved working on his game. He want to be better. So I think that's a good recipe for a, a long career, a long successful career in the NBA. Um, I don't I don't know if he's gonna be great, but I think he's gonna be a good player for a long time. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I, I think like you say, we we gonna see how this play out. Uh, speaking of on that situation, actually, LeBron James just actually caught a video of him saying, you know, basically vouching for Lou Walton, Walton saying the coaching staff is doing their best to put us in positions to win, and we just have to execute. You know, last year was I gotta get my guys together from LeBron. This year is the coaches <laughs> are putting us in the position for us to execute. So that's a whole nother narrative. And for him to vouch yeah. for the coach, it is it's almost weird at this point in his career. Yeah. Oh, 
we give these guys at least till Christmas to get it figured out. I mean, we're not even in December yet, and people are already talking about, you know, right. needing some coaches and things like that. Right, that's true. I, I totally agree. I, I I totally agree. I know you know you spoke on a man free throw. That's always been his his uh his kryptonite, the free throw line. You know, I will say that. I I, I can't go against what the man. I can't go with something the man not good at. You know, just to be like, oh, he's really good. You know, like I'm not gonna do that. I'm a fan of him, but at the end of the day, he's not good at. He's not great at free throws. He's I say below average for a superstar, uh, for a superstar. Uh, but either way, well, no, you had some superstar couldn't shoot free throw, but they didn't play his position at his position. Anyway, Kawhi Leonard, same position, also great player, also might be um, what you gonna call it out for the defensive player of the year this year. And you know he really wanted so he can get that max deal like we talked about, super max, uh, Draymond Green. But Kawhi Leonard. Now, I just so happened got a notification Kawhi Leonard has sore foot not playing tonight with the Lakers. So I clicked I clicked the notification. When I click it, ESPN throw a whole nother twist on it. They say this is his only this is the only Lakers home game that he will be playing this season. And this is the game that he has a quote unquote sore foot for. Now, conspiracy theory theory arrow says conspiracy arrow. Conspiracy theory, I like that. Okay, conspiracy theory says that he gonna play against the Clippers when they gotta play the Clippers at home. He just don't want to play against the Lakers because he don't want them to look at him like I even want to show y'all what this could be like. Uh, but what you think? You think it's just a real sore foot? He just can't play. Um, I do. Is this is talking about him, but not on the Lakers subject? You say he played in every game. Ben Simmons was like, <laughs> the dude hands so big. He's just so good. He's just he's just a freak. You heard what Ben Simmons said that? That's what he said. I didn't hear that. Yeah, he's, he said he's a freak. Like he was like the dude, bro. He was shutting Ben Simmons down. <laughs> that, that's a funny. That's a funny sound bite. He's just a freak. I'm gonna have to go look that. I'm gonna have to go so look serious. that. Up. He called him a freak, bro. But uh. I mean, it's. I, I just personally think it's kind of funny. I I will bring this back up if, when they play the Clippers at the Staples Center. You know, I will bring this back up if he plays. Um, he might have another sore foot. I don't know. Maybe it's just LA. I don't know what it is. Um, but it's crazy because you know you got all these good players in the league, and we was just kind of talking about like all the offense that's been happening in the NFL. Um, and, you know, in previous episodes, you know, like Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing all these touchdowns. We just said how um, Mahomes got 29 touchdowns. 
Gurley got 17 touchdowns. You know, all this good stuff happening. This very offensive, high-impact high games where you just, like, you got to watch. Same thing kind of happened in the NBA. Um, Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose. Ah, oh, time machine. Derrick Rose put a 50 and finished the game with a block. He made the game-winning block on a three-point shot. What you think about Derrick Rose, man? You know something funny? When we talked about this in the pre-meeting, the mm-hmm. I didn't even think about what I'm about to say right now. You know that dude just uh, left the next game with a sore ankle? <laughs> oh, my God, <laughs> dog. You know, let's not summarize this man career in a nutshell, bro. Those two games, the iron knee, the iron knee, did it, whatever. <laughs> see the, the thing pop up on my phone. Derrick Rose dropped 51, and then after I watch the highlights, I see then he makes the key block. On, and, you know, you think when I heard it, when I heard it that he made the key block, I'm thinking he made a block, like, at the goal, at the rim, you know, because I know he has no. and sometimes he can be explosive, but to block a three-point shot as a guard, man, that's a, that's yeah. a tough task. That's not easy. You know what I'm saying? That's not a that's not something that most guards could do. So, for him to make that clutch play, you can just tell whatever he did. If he, if, if, if you know, if, if, I don't know what he did that morning. You know, like they say, they used to say, you know, you eat your Wheaties. I don't know if he ate his Wheaties that morning, but he was feeling good. Yeah, he, he was feeling he was feeling good. So, it, but it's crazy though because. Man, what, that he the fifth person this season to put up 50? Fifth or, like, fourth I or fifth person? I believe so. I believe so. He needs a fourth or fifth. Yeah. I can, name, I can name, I think, four off the back. So, maybe so. Yeah. Because I know we got Clay, we got Steph. That's two. That that just, that's the that's on the Golden State Warriors team alone. That's, that's on their team good. alone. Okay, now, on, and now, in the first. There's a, there's a separate clip. That's average, that's third in the league in scoring right now. 
that you're not even talking about. Kevin Durant, right? Yeah. 28 <laughs> points a game. That's right. Nice. So, this is Golden State. This is this don't make no, as they say, this don't make no damn sense. But anyway, <laughs> you got you got Steph, you got Clay, you got Rose, you got Blake. Somebody yeah. else put up a 52. That's the four I have. I believe it is one more out there. I can't you know, think. It could be Giannis or somebody like that. I'm not sure at this point. I, it is somebody else who's missing too, and I'm gonna hate myself. For and it. I, me too. I I'm hating myself right now I too. I can't even look it up. I can't even look it up right now to make myself fake smart and act like I really thought of it. I can't even do it right now. Look, think about it while we talk about who who ain't gonna who, who probably ain't gonna even sniff forty or thirty five this season. Mellow. I think that was early this week. I think that was, yeah, uh, well, it was it's actually technically now it's last week. Yeah, so it was last week. You're right. It was last week. So, yeah, um, 14 threes from Clay Thompson. The record was previously 13 rounds by Steph Curry. And the record before that was 12. Three people stopped for 12, which was Kobe Bryant, Danielle Marshall, and Steph Curry. So, shout out to Clay. Steph seemed like he was extremely excited that. That his teammate broke the record, so that's good for him, man. And, and Clay is will be a free agent at the end of this year, and he's going to make a ton of money unless he's going to take the pay cut and stay in Golden State. He can Which, come. He seems like he might be that type of guy. He can come to Laker Nation, bro. It's all right. It's right around the corner. Right around the corner, Clay. We don't get KD. We don't want Clay. We don't get KD. Uncle Man, do you? Do, I hate to get in this conversation, but I gotta. I gotta. You. You. Okay, as as yes. a fan of the Lakers, yes. as a fan of the Lakers, yes. you want KD? Yes. Yes. You don't want to see LeBron against KD? Like, even though I don't like KD because he be, be beating up on LeBron, you don't want to see him against each other? No, because we got to find a way to stop Golden State. KD stays in Golden State. Uh, Somebody got to go, though, know. bro. Somebody got to go. Yeah, DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins ain't got to go nowhere. We don't even know what they going to look like with DeMarcus Cousins. We know they what they look like right now. 250 ball. Steph averaging, what, 33? Yes, 33 points. And you just said KD averaging 28? Yeah. So I can imagine what, Clay averaging like 25? <laughs> no, what is that? No, oh, that's almost 90 points. Why, so why are we talking yeah, about Boogie Cousins is what I'm trying to figure out. That's 90 points. Boogie Cousins ain't got to do nothing but rebound and just stand in the middle and just make sure that he scares somebody that he going to block. Like, that's all he got to do. He ain't got to score. He don't have to score. Boogie, Boogie Cousins will never see another double team this season in history. In, in, in the rest of the season. He will never get double teamed. He'll be one-on-one. One. I think everybody one-on-one. On one. You can't double team nowhere on that team. Exactly. But anyway... Ah, bruh. I, I just don't know if I want KD there. I don't want to see him against Jeff. But back to we're gonna talk about some some lack of greatness at this moment. 
Carmelo Anthony. I'm not participating in this segment. I just want to Yes, you are participating. Nah, you you told me that Carmelo got twenty five points one night, and then he started and got eight points. Now this is off the bench. He got twenty five. He starts and get eight points. Now we know we and only reason I'm I'm at Melo had about this is because everybody made it like it's a big deal that Melo going to the to the Houston Rockets. Everybody made it like Melo. You know, first it was before he said he was going to come off the bench. Oh, Melo say he ain't coming off the bench. What are he going to do? Then he say, oh, I'm coming off the bench. So we like, okay, he finally getting into the role of where he's at in his career. Not saying he a bench player, but at this point in his career, he'll be more beneficial as a spark than to be a starter because the game is different. And he, they could feature him in the, you know, he can be like James Harden for the Thunder. You know what I'm saying? Like back then. Like he can be like that type of player. He can be that spark on the bench, off the bench. Eight points as a starter, though. 25 points only one night. I think Melo might be averaging 10 points right now a game. Maybe. Melo. Melo. Um, you know what? Like, as she would say, as she said about Robert Griffin III, he don't. He no longer deserves the name RG3 because he ain't been, he ain't been being RG3. He been being Robert Griffin. Mello, you've been being Carmelo Anthony. You ain't been being Mello. You're not even deserving of a this nickname no more. Like, what's going on, bro? Like, Mello, you were great. What's going on, bro? Like, everybody trying to make it seem like you still in such good shape. All these people talking about you in the offseason. Oh, Carmelo is looking good in the offseason. Everybody think he washed. He not washed. I don't know. I think he done been to Benny's a couple too many times, bro. <laughs> he looked hey, washed to me. <laughs> no, you know what? You know what I'm doing? I'm, I'm leaving the topic alone, but I'm gonna use, I'm gonna segue off of this to someone. The only one person I know at this time that's worthy mellow. I'm gonna segue to another man that's now requesting a trade. <laughs> Out of his current situation, a man by the name of J.R. Hennessy Smith <laughs> says he went out of season because they asked him to come off the bench. And he says he's been a starter for three final teams and he's lost 20 pounds this offseason. He's in the best shape of his life. So he said. And he knows he can be a quality starter for a contender in this league. How do you feel about that? First of all, let me ask you a question. How do you feel about that? Okay. First off, I have to ask you a question that has something to do with this, but not directly. It's indirectly direct about this this thing. Does he look high to you every time you see him, too? Or is it just me? Yeah, Schmidt lives high, man. Okay. I thought it was me. I, I ain't saying he need to be drug tested. I'm just saying he look high. You know, some people just look high. They don't be high. Okay, let me change that. Some people just look high. I'm going to just say it like that. I'm going to take out the last part. I'm just take out the last part. Uh, I'm not going to edit that out at all. Actually, that's good for the show. Um, so, what I have to say about this is, I think he's right to request a trade. Everybody else do it. He a champion. 
they got people that ain't champions that request trades. I mean, so. Well, I mean, at this point in his career, and as far as um, now, uh, modern modern times, uh, what however you want to put it, the present, he has made the biggest blunder in the last maybe 10, 20 years in the NBA. In the NBA. I ain't going to say in sports. In the NBA. I'm going to say in the NBA because last year with the Vikings and the Saints, that people say that wealth was bigger. So, in the NBA, he made one of the biggest blunders at one of the biggest moments of all time. But it's we're going to just say for reasons, recency bias, it happened. It's, it's Right now, that's the biggest thing that ever happened in the NBA Finals. Biggest mess up ever in the NBA Finals at this moment, right? For him to request a trade, it almost is laughable at, to that extent when you think about, bro, you really didn't even know what time it was, and this was game one of the finals. You ain't even know the time on the clock. Blah, blah. You know, you can make that You can make that, that argument. I'm not going to go that route. I'm on the whole opposite side. I'm on the good side of J.R. Henney. I'm on the side of the of the the high electrolyte Hennessy that he been drinking in the off season. He been drinking it with Gatorade. See, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More like Hennessy aid, like Gatorade. You know? Yeah, more like that. Yeah. So he been doing this thing. Look. Honestly, as as big of a, a mistake that he did make, one thing you can't take away from him is his resume. Um, he not the greatest player, but he in a situation he not comfortable with. And if a guy like, and I'm I'm not comparing him in a sense of of who's better at this time or who's had a better who has been a better player over the time, but I'm just saying it in a sense of resume. Him and Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler does not have they they both have parts in their resume where they better than the, each other, where they basically to me e- equivalent as far as if they want to demand a trade or not. That's only in that situation. I don't mean in everything. I'm not I'm not saying that he could get a first round four first round picks for J.R. Smith. I'm just saying that if J if 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 uh I didn't forgot this man's name now. The boy played from Minnesota. Jimmy Butler, if he wanna request a trade then J.R. Hennig should better say, I want to trade. They don't want me here. Then trade me away. Somebody will give you something for me. You might as well get something for me. Then then keep me here. I don't want to be here anyway. So let me go. Where I want. Let me go. You know what I'm saying? Let me trade me somewhere. So I ain't mad at him. You you won your championship. You didn't like you say. Like he said, he done been to the finals the last three years. Uh, That counts for something. I don't give a damn if LeBron was there or not. It still count for something. Derek Fisher still would get paid if he ever, when he ever he left the Lakers, because he was a, he was a starting point guard on a championship team. It, it he wasn't the best player, but he he still had that respect. So I gotta give him respect. He a champion. Like I can't say he not a champion. He don't deserve to say that. He he made a stupid mistake, but he deserved to say I want to trade, especially if they telling him they don't want him there. I, so I agree with that. I, I think it is foolish though because I think Red ain't been. It's too. It's almost like one of them too soon jokes. This, yeah. 
Pump your brakes. Wait, wait, like wait a couple more months and then say it. You know, like two or three weeks for the trade deadline. You know, like yeah, yeah. yeah so only problem I think with it, only problem I think with it is, I just think it's gonna be hard to find a team that want to take on that contract. You know, LeBron basically advocated for J.R. Smith to get paid, and he got paid well. I believe it was like four years, sixty million dollars or something like that. And um, I don't think nobody's. Nobody else would pay J.R. Smith that type of money. Right. So now Cleveland's basically stuck with that contract, and LeBron's been left. And now, you know, LeBron basically left and said, y'all figure it out. I think he's had three, two or three more years left on that contract. So it's kind of like, eh, you know. What, would you take that if you had a team? If you, what team could you see paying him that type of money where it would be beneficial for them? Quickly, I think I know this conversation just kind of fell out the sky. Uh, that that's a hard quickly to put on me, right? <laughs> uh, I know, because I can't think of one. I can't think of one team that would be willing to pay that. I don't know either. Like, unless it's another like stupid team, like the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, yeah, like they got bad management, you know, like Brooklyn or New York or maybe maybe even Charlotte. Like somebody like that who would just be like, "Hey, we're are the Kings." The Kings, bam! There you go. The Kings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Kings. But would he be any happier in the, on a bad team too? Like, if, that's what I'm. I'm yeah. That's what I'm like. I don't see what okay. he, unless he go to a contending team and they coach. Only other team I can see him going to. They just not gonna pay him that money. And that's somebody like the Spurs or somebody. He'll be a decent little thing the off the bench. But they are not gonna pay him that. That's almost 15 a year. He, he don't. Right. I think, in a sense, he deserve it because that's what he get paid, but he don't necessarily deserve it if he get traded. He ain't necessarily worth that to other teams. I'm going to say it like that. I ain't going to say he don't deserve it. He's not worth it yeah, to other teams. He deserves it because they gave it to him, but he's not worth it. That's not his work. But you're right. We didn't talk enough about Jr. Henny, uh, Jr. Jr. could be like Jr. Sour Diesel or something too. You know? What I'm hey, I, I, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done here. I'm not doing that. It could be like like Jr. Blue Dreams or like Jr. OG 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 Kush Milk. You know what I'm saying? OG OG Smith. That's what it should be. OG Smith. Uh, you know, I mean, he could be oh, a lot of things. Jr. Perp, you know, like I can see. I thought, I thought you were about to say Granddaddy Smith. Is Granddaddy? I was in this podcast. I'm mad because I participated. You guys say I wasn't doing this with you, Okay, all right, all right, all right, dog. So look, she, she, she just recently got a new job. Congratulations, she. We forgot to congratulate him in the last episode. Shout so, out to she. Shout out to she, dog. She just got him a pretty good job. So he had to actually. Relocate himself uh, for weeks at a time, blah blah blah. That's his business, whatever, whatever. But unfortunately, he's not being able to be on the podcast with us all the time like he was uh, in the previous weeks. So, in honor of she, that kind of sounds like some bad having some she all right though. Uh, but in in basically, and I don't think it's that bad. In honor of she, we want to do some she quest, like a she question type deal, something that's kind of 
out there that might be interesting, right? So, this is what I came up with. NFL's version of Allen Iverson. If you would like me to go first, I can while you think about yours, or if you got yours, you can go. Okay. I'm probably going to be in a way different direction. Okay. Uh, to me, Allen Iverson was most known for his handle on a, on a basketball court. That's, that's, that was like one of his calling cards. Besides scoring period, he was a scoring machine, but his handle. So, so crossover, shaking people. So when I heard that question, I immediately thought about a football player that that had moves like that. And it immediately took me to Michelle McCoy. Now, I know Michelle McCoy now in Buffalo. Uh, he's mm. not doing pretty much anything. He, you know, Buffalo's terrible. By the way, Nathan Peterman still sucks. This is what Nathan Peterman still sucks. He started today doing two picks and one pick six. But that's what's happening. And the Bass uh, scored more decent, more more touchdowns than he did. The defense, oh, wow. Bass defense scored more touchdowns than he did. Go ahead, though. Actually, you just made me think in a in a whole nother light than what I was thinking initially. But based on it's kind of based off your idea. So when you say LaShawn McCoy, when I think Allen Iverson, I think Allen Iverson in this sense because I, I I've tried to think about this in a lot of different angles. So I actually got probably like three or four people I can actually give you probably a decent argument why they are compared to Allen Iverson as far as in a football spectrum, you know, in some kind of way. But I think Barry Sanders. I think Barry Sanders was a great. That was my other one. Yeah. Yeah. Barry Sanders. So I, I see I see where you're going with that. And I respect that because they never won a championship. They were kind of miniature dynamos as a Stephen A. Smith uh thing he said. They're kind of like miniature dynamos. They 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 dominant, but they small and they really great at what they do. So I get that. And they never won a championship, and that's another similarity they have. I was actually talking to somebody the other day about uh, NFL quarterbacks, and we was talking about Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. And when, as we was talking, me and the guy came to the conclusion of Drew Brees and Allen Iverson being similar in the way of the amount of respect that they got compared to how pound for pound they probably are one of the best period just in general you know what i'm saying like drew Brees probably pound for pound one of the best quarterbacks in general Allen iverson pound for pound one of the best basketball players we've ever seen just in general because his 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 will to win how skilled he was you know being smaller being basically underestimated his whole career like Drew Brees got a lot of those same similarities. Main difference is Drew Brees actually won a championship. But 
as much as y'all say I don't show love to certain people, she, I got an even better one. I got an even better one. Cam Newton. I know you didn't. Cam Newton. The only main difference when you see Cam Newton, you see Allen Iverson, they completely different in stature. Cam Newton, as they compared him to recently, is a dinosaur. You know, they've been saying, hey, he's a dinosaur. How you going to stop this dinosaur, right? But as far as the struggle of their careers, this is why I see Allen. I see a lot of Allen Iverson in him. Now, he's very emotional. He has a unique, at the time, a unique style of dress. He has went through a lot of ups and downs in his career as far as before he actually became pro. When he became pro, has had a very strong height. And then when he got to that height, he got brought back to reality real fast. He had an epic moment at a press conference that we're going to be remembered forever. It's crazy the little small little similarity. Now, when you look at them, you're like, ah, oh, they not, they completely different. But Cam Newton has a very, very high will to win. Allen Iverson very has a very, very high will to win. Both of them were at one point probably the best players, at least for a moment in their careers. Um, huh? Both of them won. Exactly. So it's like. It was it's something I really had to think about. What made me think about the whole Allen Iverson NFL thing was the Drew Brees conversation. I think you had a you got a hell of a point. Um, I, like you said, Barry Sanders probably was your other. You say was your other pick. I think that's a really good one. But I was like quarterback. Cam, I was like Cam Newton basically got uh, the the bigger version of Allen Iverson NFL story because he the leader of a team. He the face of the franchise. He get ridiculed for things he say. He finally get to that big moment, get crushed in that big moment. Um, he got a whole bunch of good things happen to lead up to that big moment. And then he get this big downfall. He kind of have to go through a, a refining of himself. Because, you know, now we're going to see how the rest of Cam Newton's career plays out because he still got a lot more career to go and stuff like that. But I think up until this point, I think, it might be a fair comparison because I think I think if Cam Newton keeps up what he's doing with the records that he did and stuff like that, I think Cam Newton, I think he will end up being a Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, yeah, I think I, so. I mean, Allen Iverson, and it's different with the NBA, and NFL as far as basketball and football, but but I think Cam Newton, and it's tougher to be an NFL. Uh, Hall of Famer. So if Cam Newton can become an NFL Hall of Famer, that'll be that'll be actually pretty amazing. I think that'll be a pretty amazing thing for him. So I think they got a lot of similar paths. Um, both and and this too, just both being black men misunderstood. They some they are some very misunderstood black men in their careers. They were very misunderstood, and it's it's you know we we ridicule them, man. I mean, Cam has said things. Allen Iverson has said things, did things, but they were misunderstood. At, overall, we're gonna look at them as good people by the end at the end of it. Oh man, this dude was a beast. This dude was pound for pound one of the best quarterbacks ever. You know, blah, blah, blah. Cause you really he ain't the best thrower, but athletically he better than everybody. Yeah. And that's kind of Allen Iverson, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like yeah. so 
it's kind of weird, but I think I think that was pretty interesting, man. I mean, look, if anybody else, y'all got anything that y'all can think of, we're going to post it on our page. Y'all let us know what y'all think, who's the uh, NFL version of any era, whatever your era is that you want to choose from, who's the NFL version of Allen Iverson. Um, but now we have come to an end. We finally did a show that's right at an hour. So kudos to us. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm patting myself on the back right now. Kudos to us. Uh, Shot, is there anything else you want to let the people know? No, man, I'm going to go uh, watch the end of this thing with my uh, secretary. Man, take shout out. Shot, I thought you said she got like a, a, a raise or a new prom- promotion or something. She... Hey, man, hey, hey, all right, all right. Stay, stay, I mean, like, you got to start at least calling hey. her your executive assistant or something like that. Hey. to my secretary who just became my uh ceo you know what i'm saying shout out to you that's the type of promotions we get over here you heard me so but look <laughs> all right y'all y'all be blessed man shout out to everybody else shout out to mickey mouse for his cameo in the show as well we'll see y'all later man y'all be blessed <laughs>